Hmm. Fuck oh, you, yeah, DJ. Right? <laughs> hey, there it is. It's the first thing up there. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another evening of D&D. Uh, we are not great RPG, and we are here once again for the city of Oshwamp, the baddest city with the biggest cold. Uh, it's not sick. Well, it, that's an understatement. It might be. I'm going to retract that statement, actually, because it probably is. Uh... But yeah, we're gonna go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, and uh, then we're gonna have a brief recap and pick up where we left off. Uh, so as always, I'm Don, and this week and today specifically, uh, I'm playing Ethereum Revian, a great human for the next few moments. As always, I'm not Lawrence, and I'm playing Yalumla. I'm Paul, and I'm playing Felix Gray. How often are you, Paul? Always. I'm usually Glenn, and I will forever play Boris. Forever. I'm Sarah. <laughs> this time. And I'm playing Retora. <clears throat> once in a blue moon, I'm DJ. And I, play <laughs> ne- I mean, once in a blue moon, I'm Nesgrim, and I play DJ. <sighs> it's good to be back. Indeed. Right in the middle of where we left off. I'm John, the Dungeon Master for the City of Oshwamp. Uh, two weeks ago, we were in the middle of uh, a wonderful endeavor of exploring a a brewer's hall of sorts with some wonderful paintings of alchemists fermenting alcohols and creating lovely new amalgamations of liquids. Uh, as Felix and I believe it was Nesgrim who was looking at the oil paintings with him on the wall, uh, Ethier decided to investigate the sulfur and dirt inside of the pockets of some people and a horrifying shadow began to emanate out from his shadow, ascending aloft as though maintaining a, or constructing, one could say, a physical form here in this plane out of our good friend Ethier's shadow. Uh, we went, oh dear God, and then we looked at it. <laughs> and then it went, all right, I'm going to keep building. <laughs> Bob the Builder, one could say. Uh, yeah, so that emerged from the shadow, and we got into... Uh, a lovely, intense combat with this horrifying shadow elemental that attempted to steal Ethier into the night. Yeah. It's just my favorite thing to do as a DM. <laughs> just drag Don away into the dark. Uh, you have tried that twice now. <laughs> He's done it more than twice, I it's, think. It's, it's every time I can. <laughs> I just can't wait till we go down to the next level, Don. <laughs> Please! We just got to this level. Uh-huh. I'm just really hyped for lower. <laughs> Keep going. I'll just say, how low can you go? Uh-huh. Right? I Seriously, Don. No, we're just playing a wonderful game of uh, Limbo. Limbo. Excuse me. My good friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, we battled against the Shadow Elemental, eventually having the fight conclude after Yalumla was able to Sentinel keep it away from flying Aether's very weak body away into the dark. Uh, Felix utilizing fantastical force to fucking yeet it into the wall. Uh, disappearing from our sight, leaving some kind of horrible ash, soot-like stain on the wall. Uh, Ethier then heard a terrifying rattling of chains and heavy boot prints walking in our direction. Force went to head this thing off, uh, seeing a terrifying humanoid shape constructed of chain mail with strange shadowy-like flesh uh, within. Uh, yeah, and we started to fight that thing, because that thing's also here for Ethier's soul, uh, as is everything in my world. Just <laughs> just me. Just me, thanks. 
Uh, it's a John thing. Ethier soul to... or Don's? Don Don's soul. <laughs> you gotta pay the toll of the dead. Soul toll. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So we began combat with this hor- horrifying helmed abomination, uh, and yeah, it attempted to, after having been flanked, uh, fly its way up into the the ceiling heights. Got twenty five feet up into the air, successfully escaping everybody's grasp. And uh, Yellen Low's Sentinel Strike. Uh, and then our good boy Nesgrim looked at Reardon and said, Lover of mine, <laughs> throw me to the clouds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those were your exact words. <laughs> I think there was, I think there just, was a yeah. in there. For a and second, I thought it was going to be, Lover of mine, someday you will die. <laughs> and I'll oh. be close behind. <laughs> oh. uh, follow him into the dark. Uh, it'll be fine. Will, then. What a weird prophecy to actually just implement into the world. I love it. They that's, went full blown dirty dancing. Yeah, in that that's moment totally too. in there now. Uh, yeah, but Reardon just <laughs> held aloft our good catapulting Nesgrim, who successfully wrapped his arms and legs in a romantic gesture against this. Greek <laughs> quality. <laughs> this weird. Uh, shadowy constructed creature uh, and catapulted it to the ground with his weight bower rolling in the air so this way he was able to slam it successfully into the ground uh, and we concluded with the horrifying ethereal almost spectral shadowy spinal tendrils that broke out of this creature as it slammed to the ground uh, protruding through the physical form of Nesgrim uh, thankfully taking minimal damage with a good saving throw and it being necrotic Attempting to take most of the damage with his form for our good friend Ratora, who landed here in the, or who was also in the area of the landing. <sighs> and then the spines ripped out, and you guys were able to save your lives from me for now, <laughs> which I detest. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to pick up back here in the midst of this combat. <laughs> Uh, having just concluded with DJ's turn in the initiative tracking, after having successfully leaped up into the sky to grapple this thing and to pull it down into the ground, landing with it, because uh, it was only able to fly up to the course of the height of the ceiling, it was not able to get further away from you guys, so it was effectively a high jump that our good boy Nesgrim was making, but it still means that it's my turn. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're here with me now. Indeed. Just <clears throat> ever so close to me. Closer than we've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Just spooning. You're not remotely wrong. We're and just having a good so, cuddle. Sorry, where are we in initiative order? Yeah, d- didn't it end with his turn? Ended it his turn. Mm-hmm. So, it is... Oh, no... Forgive me. I was looking at the Shadow Elementals initiative cracking. Uh, we are... Is it Sarah? DJ Sarah. Correct. It is my turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I wrote the Shadow Elemental previously and then wrote off to the side, me again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this thing is absolutely prone, laying on the ground beneath our good friend Nesgrove. You are still the death dog. I am indeed the death dog. Mm-hmm. I would like... To do some death dog things? To mm. Yes. In fact, I would actually... <laughs> really? Really like to, to bite this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'd like to do it twice. Mm. You're welcome 
A bite so nice she did it twice. <laughs> I was thinking, who's the dog now, man? Ooh. <laughs> also a good one. Who's the dog now? Can I get multi-attack? Do I have to attack the same target? No. Please. No. no. <laughs> You're very welcome to just devour Nesgrim. Nesgrim. Just <laughs> devour him on my behalf. Just both heads. Just <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to bite the... <laughs> Mm-hmm. The uh, spooky guy. Mm-hmm. Once. I'm prone, Sarah. Do it. Wow. <laughs> Do it. Wow. <laughs> it's two nat 20s. Wow. <laughs> it's almost a shame it's not. Sarah, what's the damage type? Piercing? For yes. the bite? Yes. It sure is a shame that's just one of the rolls. Do me right. another favor. Yeah. And roll one more d20. I would have died if that was another 20. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nine. A nine. Is there a double crit table? <laughs> I am counting her additional 20 as the 20 on the crit table because I think that's dope as fuck. <laughs> sure. Uh, a nine on that? Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Volpix, thank you for the five gifted oh subs as a celebration. Thank Woo. you very, very oh much. <laughs> Roll one more d20 for me. I, I don't even have that many d20s out. It's fine. You should use this Zephyr one. I already used, used the Zephyr oh, nice. one. Sarah, I'm going to bless <laughs> you and pray that you get the 20 on this. Just, just get the 20. Because if you do... Run it back. I run it into existence. Gotta run it back. Yeah, well, it's easy. Demand it. You're, that's a lot of pressure, John. You got the Zephyr die. I already used the Zephyr ah! <laughs> Was that one of the nine? 20s, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking surprised. <laughs> I'm going to use this lone D20 Very that good. I never use. Very sure. Good. It's a 10. 10? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's totally okay. Uh, man. I will happily, for the value of what you have, give you this effect. You have given it multiple injuries and put it to the edge of death. I will have you roll... Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even roll any damage yet. I know, Sarah. I know. You're gonna cap... Cap, cap the roll, and now roll. So you're capping the roll twice, and roll. Cap the roll. Yeah, cap so roll it's twice. two... Cap, cap. 2d8 for your damage, or it's, what? It's uh, 1d6. So it's a d6. Plus 2, so... so sure. 12 so plus So you're getting 14 already, and now roll the d6. That's another 2. Sure. Plus 2. So. Uh, we already added the 2, so it's 16 for your damage. We've... Yeah, because it would be 12. It was plus 12 two, plus 14. your mod, which is 2. We don't add the modifier again. No, she rolled We never the added two. the 2. I rolled She another... rolled the 2 on the, second, on the third die. Oh! Yeah. Wait, wait, it's a d6 plus 2. Yeah. <laughs> so 6 plus 6 is 12. Yep. We had Correct. said 14. Correct. Now yeah. you're rolling a 2. Yes. So okay. 16. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm also going to tell you that despite this thing not having eyes... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like this. You rip into the area of its face... And the shadowy form that you rip asunder leaves, like, gaping chasms where your fangs penetrate through. So I guess this thing that, like, can't really be blinded is blinded! <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I think that should override that, because that's fucking amazing. Uh, I also am suffering multiple injuries from the other table, because you rolled on the minor injury and the major injury table. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I have disadvantage on con saves and death saves, which is... Great. That's pretty Those nice. Are helpful things. Great. That's pretty nice. What a roll. <laughs> that was really enjoyable. Right? Just remember that that table exists for when he double net for uh-huh. 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 He uh, says, so I today. protest yeah. vehemently. <laughs> second second, second attack. attack. I'm still pro. <laughs> Do it again. I'm blind. Uh, tech, you already failed the, the con save. Uh-huh. Last time, right? Yeah, for the disease stuff. Yeah. Sadly, I am immune to disease. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have flesh. <laughs> so that's a 19 to hit. Yeah, 19 is absolutely going to hit. God damn. Mm-hmm. Three. Three, Three more damage. I guess, like, we'll say that all the momentum goes into the first bite. Like, your head just slides right under fucking Nesgrim's arms where this thing is pinned, gets right into its face, and your jowls just open, saliva just dripping around, and you rip this thing's face apart, and then your second head is just like a little nibble on the elbow. <laughs> just like, ew. <laughs> one of those, like, gentle, I kind of want to bite you, Yeah, but I don't really it's like, we're you. playing, right? <laughs> <laughs> no teeth, no. Uh-huh. Trying not to bite Nesgrim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything else on your turn, Sarah? I don't. I don't think so. I think that's it. Fan. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. After Sarah comes to my good boy Reardon. Oh, oh my. Where am I? I'm right there. You say? Good <laughs> fuck. Oh boy. <laughs> Does he have any opinions about what just happened? Get in this cuddle puddle. <laughs> I mean, he loves biting. <laughs> <laughs> He's like. Super into Nesgrim because Nesgrim just tackled this thing out of the sky with his help. That's right, he's rock hard, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's <laughs> he's fully fully erect and ready, ready for this to the point to the point where he's a hundred percent just gonna bonus action and also shift. Oh, is he raging? Oh, he's already raging. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that first one's definitely going to connect, because that is, uh, a 19. Uh, and we'll just roll this second attack as well, to see whether or not he's... Mmm, no. No, 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 I'm still only a singular attack on Rarda. because uh, I'm also looking for Uh, fan-fucking-tastic. So, damage value... I also rolled tel- terribly on damage. Fucking NPCs, yeah. dude. He's <laughs> really distracted. He really is. Like, there's just so much that he's falling in love with down here in this dungeon, he probably, like, never wants to leave. <laughs> but you see him again, like, in this feral rage, just fucking, yes! <laughs> just slide his fucking battle axe, like, along the sides of this thing's form. Uh, and then you see once more the wonderful... Uh, spectral dogs just kind of like flutter around outside of the edges of this beautiful dog man. <laughs> just flutter around this form uh, and distract it as best as he possibly can. Uh, that'll be it for Rirda. We will next go to Paul. Oh boy. 
Um, so, you described previously that uh, Balor had shouted out? Yeah, Balor had said, as though you could defy me. Um, so, when I'm taking a peek at this thing, I do not see him, correct? I just see no. this weird-ass, fleshy, shadowy thing. Uh-huh, yeah, I will say that previously, Balor's spirit looked as though it had entered into this thing's form. His face enveloped its face, and he is not visible anymore. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Let's check the range. I think I have to move up, but I don't want to. I don't. I'm not going to move. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to mind thrust it. Uh huh. <laughs> As always, one. take one plus two damage. <laughs> Everyone's just rolling threes. <laughs> damage values, dude. Nice. Just, just I'm just doing my part. <laughs> At least it lands. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, damn. Right? Listen, we're going to find out. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, you give it a, an intense look and uh, poke its spectral brain. Because uh, for some reason, it's so strange that it's not immune to psychic, but I guess it definitively has to have some sort of consciousness. So, yeah, you take a look at its brain. have to kick it. Mm -hmm. Anything else on your turn, sir? Um... No, no, I'm not going to move. It's my turn. Bam. Fantastic. And then it's Glenn, because Glenn, I had given you the tiebreaker over me. He's on top of him. Uh -huh. Correct. Giving him a good hug. Okay. <laughs> that good hug. Good hug. Hugging him good. Hashtag uh, good hugging in the chat, mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. Any huggers in the chat? <laughs> I got my longsword out. Good I'm going to... Mm -hmm. I'm standing over top of him. Yeah, I'm gonna right down through him. Not through him, but through him. <laughs> he's occupying the majority the of majority. his form. I will tell you that it looks like amidst the struggle, there is a space around the collar and neck uh, that looks as though it's open. So this region. You're still welcome to penetrate down through. I'm just going to say, it might catch Neskrim in the ass on the way. <laughs> Depending on if, if you roll double ones, I feel fully justified in stabbing the fuck out of him. <laughs> okay. The odds of that happening are the same as the reverse polarity from Sarah's roll. Hooray. Just really, really jiggle him good. Come on. We're good. I saw the eyebrow shift. We're good. <laughs> One's a one. <laughs> <laughs> the other is a 13 on the die. Very good. So it's going to make it a 19. Yeah, 19 will hit. Cool. And you don't stab me. Yeah. Yet. Uh huh. Everybody watch your eyes for a second. Fine. Ah! Did you all She did this. One? She did this. Uh -huh. <laughs> did you let her touch your dice? Because you don't want to do that. That is going to be five. Five. She get a one. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice knowing y'all. We're just going to poke this thing. Dude, all these wonderful halvings, too. <laughs> it's that, that, that scene from South Park where Cartman's trying to kill Kyle with the wiffle ball bat. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to take a while. I just need you to stay uh -huh. still. That was my moon touched. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, There's not a way to indicate this, but it's not adamantine, so still halved. <laughs> gotcha. Um, then I guess uh, bonus action. Mm -hmm. Bonus action. Am I able to get to his head uh, I mean, with my foot? To, like, step on it? I want to kick it. 
I want to launch that helmet. <laughs> I mean, it's outside the rules, but I'll permit it. It's a thing where it's prone. It's only going to do the one plus the strength mod anyway. So, absolutely. You want to kick this thing in the fucking dome? It's going to end up doing like two damage, but I think it looks cool. With advantage, because it's... Yeah, 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 I'm prone. Just kick me right in the head. Where's my money, Bylar? Not 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a nineteen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, it's one plus your strength mod. One d four plus four. Are you? Do you have tavern you brawler? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I capped it. Very good. So eight. Eight. What a good kick to the dome. <laughs> really good. Kicks kick. a hell of a lot harder than he stabs. Yeah, evidently. <laughs> And here's oh. worse. Unfortunately, your goal. shoes aren't adamantine either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll say that you just like simultaneously plunge your longsword down into it, catching the collarbone, and try to kick the helmet off. Uh, your foot really heavily thuds into this thing, like gonk. You're like, oh god, worth it. <laughs> Definitely reverberates out. Not not a causing any pain, but my like whole a... leg just does the baseball bat thing. Like, yes. Oh, just... <laughs> oh, maybe we don't kick this. <laughs> it's like a bigger, bigger Mortensen. Mm -hmm. Yes, with the, with the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Anything else on your turn, sir? That'll be it. Fantastic. Now, now we come to me. And we are in a sweet embrace. Yes, we are. And I get to roll for my recharges, DJ. This one will be that one, and that one will be that one. Oh, my. <laughs> well. Oh, boy. I got the one I wanted. Sure. Not the one I really wanted, though. Good. Okay. But this is still fine. Uh, does this classify as an attack? Or ancestral protectors? What? Oh, what? Ancestral protectors. That's For what uh, reared is. Uh, he's an ancestral oh. uh, path barbarian. Uh, well, no, spectrum, it spectrum does not. <laughs> DJ, <laughs> can you make me a con save as you hug me ever so closely? Twenty-one. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Eighteen on the die. We can't deal damage, but we won't take it down. I guess not. It's fine. I don't even get We're the cool effect. Take you take <laughs> fucking four necrotics of two. This is just like... It's uh, just like thumping each other back and forth. I love how the first half of We are not hugging on the ground so and thumping. Epic, You're thumping. Right? <laughs> it's so nerve-wracking. And then uh -huh. we're just like thumping each other. I mean, you tackled the fucking shit out of it. It's just like... <laughs> I mean, it also is definitively very, very, very fucking bloodied. Good. Uh, yeah, so I'll describe this. You absolutely resist it. But in the areas, I'll say... Despite the face having been ripped asunder by the fangs of the wonderful death dog that is here, you see... And the boot. And the boot. Uh, I'll say that in the gap for the great helm, you can definitively see that something looks as though it opens. So if it were to be an incredibly dark black on the exterior, you see as it almost sinks into like a vortex of gradient grays. And it just like... clutches against your face, and you feel it just... <laughs> Try to breathe you in. That's Dementor. Like, dude, I was going to say like a starfish mouth. Kind of. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. 
<laughs> like a pleco in a fish. Yeah, you. Why everything in this game one his neck? <laughs> My neck's the best. <laughs> <laughs> You're in here first. Oh, I God. know what I said. <laughs> God damn it, DJ. <laughs> uh, I regret nothing. Uh, I'm not dude, ashamed. I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, that consumes my action. I don't even get to do the second effect on it, and I have no movement speed because I'm definitively still grappled, and I don't want to break the grapple because I would get straight, straight annihilated on flying out. So my best bet is to just try to suck your soul out. <laughs> I don't get to do it, and I'm really sad. Uh, as a, not as a reaction. You kiss it? I don't want to kiss it. <laughs> I don't want to kiss it. No, no. What would you like to do as a reaction? Not, not. Hopefully, not consume my whole reaction. Sure. But I'd just like to say, good try. Sure. I'll say that as this thing just like grips against your face and you feel it weakly attempt to suck the flesh off your skin sure. or the flesh off your face. Uh, you just give it a good, nice try, and it just. <laughs> you won't take my virginity that easy. <laughs> virginity How do you think I got to be so strong? <laughs> you won't take my virginity. I have the power of God and anime on my side. Uh, for some reason, he's a protector. Also, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> when it comes to Dottie Boy. Just Dottie ever boy. so far away. Uh-huh. I'm immune to necrotic. <laughs> Yep, you sure are. Uh huh. I'm gonna chill up to my well, uh, Yeah, I'm gonna have to make a dexterity saving throw because I'm gonna just snap my fingers at it and cast Sacred Flame because I can't toll the dead. Uh, can you do me a favor? And in the conditions on the top, can you click prone? I don't believe it gives me this advantage on dex saves, but I would like to be sure that I do not. I don't think so either. Nope. I don't think so. Okay, good. Ooh. Does grapple? Mm, restraint does. I don't believe grapple does. Grapple is the no. reduction on movement. Mm, these good old saving throws advantage against magical effects, huh? <laughs> no! <laughs> Double that one? <laughs> no! I mean, one is a one, but the other fucking eight. Oof. So a nine! <laughs> Very good! Damn it. <laughs> He's only going to roll like one damage anyway. Do I have to roll burnout for that? <laughs> what spell table is it from? Uh, what school of magic? Is it evocation for Sacred Flame? It is. You do. <laughs> 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 oh no! <laughs> now just roll high. Like just uh, get the heal, dude. It's easy. Just be a savage, <laughs> right? It's a D100. Yep. <laughs> Plus the strength. Mm hmm. 64. You are probably in a bad range. <laughs> it sounds like a bad range. Yep. Yeah. Loose spell level times two hit points. <laughs> so it's a cantrip, so yeah. uh, two, so half, so one. Alright. It's not the worst. Because <laughs> cantrip, cantrips count as zero, but again, since it's like, obviously we're not multiplying by zero, because fuck that. <laughs> Damn it. You don't want him to lose zero. <laughs> now, uh, roll your radiant damage, though, and I am uh, vulnerable to radiant. Seven. So roll another d6 because I'm vulnerable. Or uh, another of the damage die. It's mm -hmm. d8. Do you double the die for it? Two. Oh, no. oh. Sorry, what was the first number? Eight. Seven. Seven Plus and two, then two. So nine. So nine. Yep. Uh, yeah. What's your holy symbol, my friend? Uh, my holy symbol is um, it's like a, a little um. <laughs> Trinket. It's like a 
like a, a necklace with a like sea creature thing in it that I have wrapped around my hand. Very good. As you hold this thing aloft and summon forth this beautiful radiant light from your holy symbol. Would you like to describe how you murdered Woo! my helm tar? Uh, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you did radiant damage to the shadow monsters! <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I just, like, look over to this thing, and I assume it's it's kind of just rolling around on the ground a little bit, mm-hmm. and I just look into its non-existent eyes, mm-hmm. and I just kind of slightly grin, mm-hmm. and send the radiant light cascading down from the ceiling, washing over Nezgrim, and mm-hmm. striking right into its eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad it's you. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm so glad it's you. <laughs> what does that mean? You know what it means. It's uh, take him away in yeah. the night. Yeah. I'm going to ask everyone else to leave. I <laughs> told you. I told you. What? That's mine. This. <laughs> it's it's been fine. Not. It's been nice knowing you. Bury me. <laughs> well. <clears throat> <laughs> Perfect amount too. Was it? <laughs> no, not exact. I had seven left. That's oh, why so when I like yeah. you rolled, I was like, okay, fucking with vulnerable. There's no way in hell you roll that badly. You don't get here. Yeah. Oh my lord, Don. So as you bathe this thing in radiant light and you watch as this amalgamation of armor and shadow begins to like crumple in on itself. Like again, you remember the Nazgul when it dies at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah. You begin to see that occur with the chain links just kind of cascading in on itself. With all the smoke and... Yes. Yeah. Absolutely the smoke. Yeah. And the smoke to you appears like a vision. It appears like there is form that manifests out from the smoke and for a brief moment... As you are staring at this thing, you see instead of all of your friends in the surrounding area, you see Felfartha, well illuminated with torches and sconce on the walls, and you see all around you these figures of dwarves in these black cloaks that look very similar to the ones that were here on the ground. And you see one standing in front of you, maybe only 15 to 20 feet ahead of where Yalimlo would be in your vision. Okay. And you see this dwarf. From a side perspective, he looks like he is slightly older, definitely has a hinge of uh, gray in his light auburn hair. Uh, the same, like, pallid, pale skin with a hue of blue indicating that he is definitively a frost dwarf. And you see in his hands outstretched this pocket of dirt and sulfur sewn through it. And you watch as he attempts to trace runes in the air and conjure a spell. And as he begins to conjure the spell, you see the torches on the wall around him suddenly dissipate as though snuffed out by a spell comparable to what you would know for prestidigitation. The ash and the soot just kind of like filters into the air and it feels like time in that moment for them, halts. His voice concludes as the shadows around him halt his movement. And you see, sliding in 
from the darkness at the edges of the wall in the areas where the smoke, this kind of spectral form just very similar to what you saw from the shadow elemental that birthed itself from your shadow when it was in light behind you. And you watch as the shadow descends downwards and standing below the area where the shadow manifests itself, this large hulking figure in shadow, it envelops around the figure that you have seen in paintings of Dorgram. And as he stands here, he walks ever so slowly towards this other dwarf that you see holding aloft sulfur and dirt, motionless as though paralyzed in fear, by magic, indiscernible. And you watch Dorgrim approach this man and stop only a few feet in front of him and place his left hand on this man's cheek. And you hear Dorgrim's voice echo out in a voice that you absolutely can equate back to the voice you have heard from Baldor. Fingers gently against its cheek, just whisper out to him, inches from his face, to think you could defy me. And you watch as Dorgrim's fingers begin to just envelop shadow out from his nails out from his skin, over this man's face, entering into his eyes, wrapping and twisting around into his ears. And for a quick second, you see a strange, small flash of a reflecting light as he pulls a small dagger made of a jet black substance that shimmers ever so slightly in the little bit of light that is cast and you watch as Dorgrim plunges this dagger into the man's heart. And you hear no noise from the man. He remains motionless as the shadows envelop him. And you see Dorgrim slowly drop his one hand from him, pull the dagger back, and holster it once more on his belt. As he pulls his hand back, you see in his left palm a strange, what looks like leather-bound glove, and in the center of his hand is a small patch of where the glove is ripped asunder in the center of the hand. And against the dark brown leather that you see, you see a small black vacuous hole. In his hand and as he pulls his hand away you watch as the flesh and blood of this dwarf that stands before him is pulled towards the hole in Dorgrim's hand leaving only a skeletal structure that then clatters to the ground and the shadow evaporates slowly wafting up into the air the black cloak lingers here and a small patch of sulfur and phosphate falls to the ground around him. And Dorgrim pulls his hand back towards his mouth and looks at the strange hole in his hand. And you hear him mutter to himself, 
I think. After all these years. Decades of experiments. The answer was never in creation. The answer was always the solvent. They're all mine now. Every last one of them. Oh! You watch as in this flash of light, this figure steps towards another dwarf still here standing only a few feet away from it. And he again holds his gloved hand aloft, reaching towards his face, and goes to pull the dagger again. And that is where that vision concludes. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. Finish my drink. That wasn't long enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm prepared to be your paw bearer. Excuse me? <laughs> Here to bear paw. <laughs> bear paw. <laughs> paw bear. There we go. I'm actually, not bear this time. Yeah, you're a dog. Yeah. Paw dog. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys, as you are standing here, watch this radiant light bathe over this creature. It lets out, not like a, a groan of pain or agony, it lets out a sigh, almost like relief, and you hear the chains clatter together as they're shaking, vibrating intensely, and I'll tell DJ once he gets back from the bathroom, but he absolutely watches this thing just evaporates in a strange waft of ash that almost dissipates in a surface area around it as though if you were to take like in a very dusty floor to slap it with the carpet and you get that dispensation that just like sudden and all that is left in beneath Neskrim's body is just a pile of chain mail loosely stitched together and a great helm that topples aside put her so away and you're all standing here in the dark I just a little bit of light. Yeah, I, I collapse to mm -hmm. my knees and just like hands on the ground. Oh, you all right? Uh, I uh, saw something when that thing died. Like before, or no? Um, uh, a vision. Like one of my visions. Uh, you performed no ritual? No. I, um... I saw... Uh, a, a dwarf in this room. Torches lit. Uh, some time ago, I imagine. Uh, attempting to cast a spell with... Uh, dirt and sulfur. 
And when he did, the torches went out. And a shadow descended from the ceiling, wrapping around uh, Dorgrim. And he walked up to this other figure who was frozen, unable to move. And uh, it sounded like Balor's voice, the voice that we have heard Balor use anyway. Um, who said, to think you could defy me. And he put his hand up to the face of this other dwarf. And shadow came from his fingers and entered the man's eyes. Uh, and Dorgrim pulled out a dagger made of shimmery black stone and stabbed this man in the heart. The man made no sound, made no movements. And then he said, to think after all these years, decades of experiments, the answer was never in creation. The answer was always in the solvent. They're all mine now, every last one of them. And he pulled his hand away from this man's face. And he had a, a leather glove with a hole in the center with a circle similar to Ritora's. And all of this dwarven man's flesh and blood went into this hole and his bones clattered on the ground. And then he moved on to the next one and that is where my vision ended. That explains the pile of uh, piles of bones. Yes. And Sulfur fell with the bones. Do you know what spell he was casting? I don't, but the the way the torches went out, it's similar to any of us using prestidigitation, but they all went out. I'm not sure what he was casting. But he was consumed. Yes. He laid claim to all of them. It seems that way. They could not move or react. What laid claim to him? I do not know. A hulking, shadowy figure that descended from the ceiling. Perhaps nothing laid claim to him, but he ascended further. Beyond the need for a material vessel. It seems that way. It sounds like everyone here was made thrall. Consumed by. I'm gonna scoop Nesgrim off the floor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm gonna stand up. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm gonna help you because you're covered in stuff and mm -hmm. you just tackled this thing, so. Thank you. Yes. As I'm listening to this, I'm going to collect the rest of the sulfur from the other bodies. Sure. Absolutely. I'll tell you that in total, uh, from all of the bodies, you'll collect about uh, a pound worth of sulfur. Excellent work back there, Nesgrim. Thank you. That was fucking great. 
Thanks, Rita. Thank you for the boost. Couldn't have done it without you. Couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> sure. Uh, what are we doing again? That was fucking weird. I've never had to bite, like, the dark. Yeah, you did great, though. Thanks. <laughs> the music. <laughs> well, now what? We should keep moving. We have still not found what we came for. Sure. It does not seem that anything else has come looking for us. Maybe so. I'm going to go ahead and sheath my sword. Mm-hmm. We came in from this hallway, right? You came in. It's not. It's no longer on the map. It would have been more up towards Paul's direction. Sure. I will tell you guys, as you were in that area with the 60 feet of dark vision that you guys had, uh, did anybody have a source of light in that pile of people over there? My sword in 2020. Okay. Uh, yeah, for what you guys would be able to see, that hallway, obviously, after it tapers inwards to about like 20 feet in width, uh, it continues another about 50 to 60 feet. You can see a concluding wall at the end of it. Along the walls into the corner, uh, you can see that there are definitively what look like armor racks and weapon stands. Uh, you also see what would look like to you, comparable to how you experienced previously in the last room inside of the market square, you can see what looks like a stall. Uh, a small wooden construction about maybe seven to eight feet in front of where those racks of armor and weapons are. Uh, see that it looks like it's just a little podium and it looks like it's got a little bit of an awning above it. Uh, and I will tell you that it looks like there is a word above it in Dwarvish. Anything on the weapon and armor racks? Uh, it would be grayed out, so I mean, you would definitely see that there's piles of metals sure. and what would look like suits of armors and things of that nature. Sure. You had mentioned he had a strange knife yes. in the vision. Yes. There appears to be an armor, like an armor down the hall here. It's worth a, a shot to look. Maybe there's another one of those daggers. We should look, yes. Alright, so we're taking a walk down there then? Sure. Yeah. At the direction that we're going. I will tell you guys as well, uh, for the angles that you guys are at, uh, into the corner of where this concluding walkway would be, into the corner on your left side, so closer toward DJ, uh, in that corner it looks like there is a large collapsed cave in. Uh, where it doesn't look like it extends out into this room. It looks probably like there was a further hallway or something along those lines, and it looks like it has collapsed. Hmm. Just want to indicate that before we begin walking over. But if that is the direction that we would like to go, we can absolutely go in that direction. You still have your torch out, right? Mm-hmm. Do you still have your lantern lit? Yeah. Cool. Uh, as we're walking, I would look over to Felix. Uh, Felix. Could you speak Dwarvish into my mind as we walk to keep my mind from wandering? I'll nod. Mm-hmm. And begin reciting the alphabet in Dwarvish. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Very good. We're going to begin walking over there and we're going to take a quick break. Ooh. We'll be our back, friends. <clears throat>
dexterity teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, dirty teeth. Dirty teeth. <laughs> it's messed up, DJ. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, friends. Mm-hmm. We're here once again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so as previously indicated to you guys, I'll hop us over to the table. Very good. Uh, so you guys can see what lay ahead of you in this corner of the room, as I previously indicated what looks like a collapsed-in hallway. Uh, some areas where along in the corner, there are definitively weapon racks and what looks like an armor stand on a small little podium. Walls do not look really decorated or anything like that. It looks, again, like there would have been... Uh, you would still see the fragmented pieces of brass and stuff for the sconces lining the stone walls, but... Other than that, this area looks pretty unremarkable. Okay. This hallway to our left is uh, collapsed. Mm-hmm. One with all the rocks in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that's what that meant. I just, yeah. just rubbled into that hallway. Yep. <laughs> We're looking for the giant who rubbled here. <laughs> we all want to find a guy who did this. <laughs> that's grim for different reasons. <laughs> Uh, okay, so and there are weapon racks and armor racks visible. Absolutely. I want to go check one out. Sure. Anyone else want to do anything while we set our initiative in exploration? You looked really worried when I said initiative. Yeah, I don't know why I would be. I mean, it's just to set a singular action for everybody, so that's why I know where everybody is when I kill them. I want to walk that way towards the opening. Sure. I'm going to stick with weak boy Ethier. Okay. Weak fear. So whatever Ethier intends to do, uh, we'll be with Ethier. I'm gonna check Weak out fear. this desk, mm-hmm. uh, but before that, I'm gonna, as I'm walking around the desk, glance briefly at the things that Nesgrim's looking at, so he doesn't grab a cursed dagger. Just if I see something that's immediately like black stone, be like, see something, say something. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, not in depth looking at. Just a quick glance to make sure that it's made of metal. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the uh, to the U side of the uh, the the countertop there, mm-hmm. and try to see if I can look down this hallway. Sure. What would you like to be doing, Sarah? This cave in yeah, over just here. Looking down the cave. How? Is it, like, very compact? Absolutely. Just from the angle at which you guys are approaching, it looks pretty damn compact. I will try very, like... I will try to, like, see if I'm able to move stuff. Mm -hmm. If that fails, I'll just walk away and start looking through... Looking through some of the racks and stuff. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, so in terms of things that are the most proximate, uh, I would say that Sarah, with you approaching the stone that is right there, uh, and Glenn, you guys are going to be looking slash doing comparable things. Uh, so Sarah, I'll ask you to make a strength check to see whether or not you're able to move uh, some amount of this rubble and to give you some kind of indication as to what this structural integrity might entail. Uh, and Glenn, I'll ask you to make a perception check as you attempt to peer down through this uh, pretty dark hallway. You may have to come back to me. Oh, my dog eyes. <laughs> D&D Beyond does not want to load. Mm-hmm. 
gonna be an 18. And I 18. I don't know what my strength is at the, as a death dog. So. I think it's a plus three or plus four, but yeah. We like, I, I, can, I can roll. Sure. Yeah. But if it's close. I rolled a 13. So. 13. Yeah. Either way, if it's a 16 or a 17, you're still going to get the same effective evaluation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn, you have an 18. Uh, okay. Uh, D&D Beyond is down, so don't reload okay. uh, your sheets. Very good. Uh, yeah, so we'll say uh, that as you peer down this hallway with your 18, uh, you're able to see that it looks like it stretches around towards the end of your dark vision, maybe about 50 feet. Uh, you can see that it clearly opens up. There are very few small gaps within the areas of this compacted stone that looks as though it has fallen in from the gaps of the walls of the hallway itself. Yes, inward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see very small gaps. You can see a handful of them that look like they go kind of continuously, maybe you know, weaving and bobbing slightly up and down, but you're able to get a decent trajectory through a couple of the cracks, but they look only about yay big. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blocks and boulders that are here are a accumulation and uh, combination of the actual granite of the stone that has been constructed here and used for the structure of the walls and the natural stone that is rough uh, from the walls itself as though it looks like something occurred in that area. Like the fascia and the, the foundation walls. Correct. In. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the conclusion for what you are able to see, you definitely get a visualization despite it being grayed out of what looks like the heights of some stacked boxes, uh, and you can see that it looks like there is more equipment and things of that nature back there inside of that storage area. I'll tell you with an 18, uh, you are able to see some protrusions of what looks like a shining silvery substance. Uh, It does not look like it is coinage, like it is uh, gathered together. It looks like it is a long, thin strip of uneven winding silver. Okay. Plus two. Cool. So it's a 15? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you that, like, you as a death dog kind of, like, nudge with paw and hand, seeing whether or not towards the the medium slash higher points of this, it feels like as you place your hand on these stones, or your paw on these Mm -hmm. stones, and kind of shuffle it, it feels like the entirety of it begins to ever so slightly shake. Uh, Definitely indicating to you a very treacherous task to attempt to perform. They also feel incredibly fucking heavy in terms of the larger fragment of pieces of stone. Some of the smaller ones are still going to be around you big. They'd be movable, but moving them might damage the structural integrity of this uh, pass. Oh, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, that's those two. The other people who are in this area are Ethier, uh, Yalumlo, and... Uh, our good friend Nesgrim. So I would say that you guys would be resolves first before Nesgrim. Uh, you're looking at the desk. You're guarding Ethier. Uh, Don, you can make for me an investigation check for this desk. Uh, that is a 10. A 10? Yep. Yeah, I'll tell you that as you're in this area, it seems like this is a small little uh, merchant's podium. Uh, as you kind of peruse around behind it, it seems like it's got an open kind of box level or uh, like waist level box with a shelf along the bottom lining. Uh, it doesn't feel like there's anything strange about the wood or the construction of this itself, but you definitely find a small iron lock box. Ooh. It's currently locked, but you see that there is a, a correctly sized key adjacent to the box. Okay. 
There doesn't look like there's anything down below. Okay. Uh, I'll <coughs> wait till my next action to... Because uh, I want to, like, <coughs> make sure that I look at it. Sure. Absolutely. Before I open it so mm-hmm. I don't spray, like, <coughs> venom in my eyes or something. I put venom in a box. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just... <laughs> you also can make an investigation check for the weapon rack that you're going to. There are two weapon racks and one box. armor rack. We'll resolve the first armor ra- or weapon rack with you. Oh, you said investigation, right? Absolutely. That is an 18, 16. Very good. 16. 80, 60. Mm-hmm. 18, 16. Ooh, Great year. Probably. Yeah, I will tell you that these... Oh, yeah. uh, Look like pretty well constructed yeah. pieces of equipment. Uh, looks like there is a warhammer. Uh, it still looks intact. It is, uh, you know, obviously the head of the hammer would be laid down into it. There's the kind of like grooves along the height so this way it can go through and do a little iron uh, circlet that is obviously closed so this way you don't have to like try to pull it out up oh, because <coughs> that wouldn't fucking work. There's just a groove, like a, a letter C almost, so this way the uh, handle is capable of laying back in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they look like they're of exceptional quality in terms of construction and composition. Sure. They definitely look like they are made of iron. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Battle axe, war, hammer, uh, we'll say a long sword. Okay, because D&D Beyond is being the worst. Yeah. Do you know the damage type for Warhammer? Yeah, D8, it's versatile, so D10 if you two-hand. Okay, so same as a long sword? Correct. And how about uh, the the battle axe? Battle axe is the same thing. Same thing. D eight, but it's versatile. So D D ten if you two hand. Hmm. Your opportunity to see if you want to switch off a sword, if you want to go to a hammer, if you want to go towards a battle axe, or if you want to pick up one of these things to have an additional surplus weapon. But they bear weight, so. Sure, sure. <clears throat> I think. Uh... Yeah, I think I'm going to replace my longsword with the Warhammer. Sure. Yeah, I'll say that you, you know, reach in and grab the handle of the Warhammer, pull it out. You can feel that it's got a nice, like, sturdy uh, oak handle and pull it out, and it feels like it's good quality. Give it a good couple practice swings. Against what? Or just the air? <laughs> just the air. Bam! Bam! <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. Oh, what are you here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'll tell you you right? You give it a good couple whack whacks into the air. Uh, it feels like it's steady and sturdy as you swing it. Yeah, I'll drop my long sword in place of it. <laughs> in place of the Warhammer. Absolutely. Very good. This concerns me greatly. Uh-huh. What, that I have a Discard your worldly no, that possessions you, that and you discarded your weapon and picked up one that we found. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Concerned? Just, just is fine. You destroyed your weapon. Totally fine. Uh, yeah. You're going up in that direction. Correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll tell you, you the, the hallway looks like it concludes at this northern paths. Uh, goes to the obvious like left, which is west. Uh, it looks like it's only about ten feet wide. Uh, and I would tell you that there doesn't look like there's actually anything in this area up here. It looks like it's just a, a natural walkway. Yeah, still walls keep, and everything. I'm gonna keep walking. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I'll just resolve that because that's going to be easy. Uh, as you go up and look into that hallway, it continues out for another like 15 feet stretching, and it's a T intersection. So you've got uh, what would be north facing and south facing for the T intersection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, this is right below where you guys came in for the market. Gotcha. So that hallway that you would be looking out into for the T intersection, the north one would be back in the direction that you guys came in from to the ramp that you guys took to get down here. And there would be the opening for the hallway into the market district that you guys took. Okay. 
uh, I can tell you as well, just so this way it's easy enough and we can resolve all that. Southbound looks as though it continues. Uh, you do not have dark vision, but you have your torch. Yep. Torch looks like it, as you're standing here, the hallway continues further outside of the stretch of what you would have for dim and dark, or for dim and bright. Okay. So definitively more than 40 feet. Gotcha. Cool. That is the first round of things, and I do not know what else people would like to do while we are standing here inside of this area. Uh, yeah, so I would like to, as a craft man, mm-hmm. I would like to inspect this box uh, and and the locking mechanism. Not that I've worked with locks, but just having crafted things to try, and having been a hunter yeah. and made traps, I want to make sure that, again, it's not going to spray venom in my sure. eyes when I unlock sure. it with this key. You can make an investigation check to see if you feel like it's... Uh, 15. 15? No, I'll tell you that it looks like it's a well-constructed, uh, you know, thin-lined, wrought iron lockbox with a simple padlock on it and a small little, uh, you know, copper key. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna... That's, I'll tell you as well, as you hold it aloft, it would naturally, like, as you're holding it, it would naturally, like, clank with the coin sounds inside. Just metals clinging together. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to open that, uh, but not touch anything, because it's if it's silver, I'm going to slam it shut immediately. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, you <laughs> ever so gently uh, pull the lid open after unlocking this lockbox. Um, I will tell you that inside, uh, it looks like there are 12 gold pieces and 10 glorious pieces of copper. <laughs> And one piece of silver. <laughs> Yalom, look, could you remove this piece of silver, please? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hmm? 12 gold, 10 copper, 1 silver. Very good. <laughs> Just looks like an ordinary piece of silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna... You're just traumatized from silver. Uh, walk around and start handing gold to people. Yeah, everybody's gonna get 2 gold. Yep. Thank you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm a two-headed dog. I am Mark. <laughs> You're gonna come all the way over here where I am, alone. I'd wait till you returned, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how much silver was there? One piece of silver. Uh, how many? Ten copper. Ten copper. Just because it's easier for the math, we can make it 12 copper. I don't remotely give a shit. The two copper is not going to matter. I wasn't giving out the copper. I was oh, cool. The Keep the 10 then. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how much gold was it? Two gold. Two gold. I do not know what other people would like to do in the time frame while he is doing that. As a working man. <laughs> yeah. As a man whose job is primarily moving and tossing things out of a bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would I be able to take a look at these this pile of rock... And get a good estimate about how long it would take for us to clear it out. Safely. Because of the length of the hallway, probably at least a couple hours. Probably. Yeah, you would estimate even with you, Rearda, Nesgrim, like the other people in your party switching strength-related tasks, probably about two to three hours. And again, it would be hard for you to estimate whether or not you would hit a point where it would collapse just because of the structural integrity of it. As well as because, like, you cannot see the entirety of the scope of what you're envisioning for the project. Sure. <clears throat> you said there are spots where you can visibly see through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are small, like, gaps and grooves and areas where, you know, obviously, uh, 
irregularly shaped surfaces and rocks are going to like be stacked mm. against each other. And like I said, there are a couple of holes that look like mm. they're about yay big. I don't suppose we can squeeze Nesgrim through there. <laughs> he might be a little too meaty to fit. Yeah, he is. I'll just look at y'all in Yes. Orc. <laughs> <laughs> I could turn into something small. If we want what's in there. What is it that's on the other side? Were you able to see anything? There appears to be some boxes, sorted others, and like out here and point to like the racks and such. Mm-hmm. Also appears to be something long and silvery. Could be worth checking out. We are looking for silver pack. It might be worthwhile. Drop my wild shape. Cool. Yeah. You see Vratora standing there once more in front of all of you. Can you switch And I will be right back. Mm-hmm. I would have checked the armor rack next. Cool. Absolutely. I'll tell you that it seems like there are pairs of, uh, you know, chain mail here. Uh, you would see like a set of like gauntlets. Uh, they look like they're, you know, decently constructed once more, separately from the chainmail. Uh, you would see, like, pauldrons and pieces like that to be able to comprise an entire set of armor. Uh, and of chainmail armor. Yeah, of chainmail specifically. And you would see two small shields, uh, what would look like, uh, like buckler-shaped with being conical, having a little protrusion out in the center. All look like they're well-constructed of iron, you know, leather banding and things like that. Sure. Of better quality than what I'm currently wearing, or comparable? Comparable. Sure. Yeah, with just a quick glance, it absolutely looks just comparable. Yeah, I'll, like, pick it up and test it and see if I can get a, you know, an idea of if it's better than what I'm wearing or not. Yeah. I'll tell you that, like, you stand here and you clank your new hammer against this shield. Feels like it's the same reverberation as if you were railing... Ramp clearing. Uh... You were railing rear to <laughs> That same kind of... What a way to test a shield, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it definitely feels like it's comparable quality. Sure. Hmm? Then I would just move on to the last weapon rack after that. Yeah, weapon rack would be the Plank. same as the first one. Battle axe, warhammer, Battle long axe, sword. warhammer, long sword, short sword. I'll tell you, there's like a crossbow here as well, and 20 bolts. If anybody wants some crossbow bolts. Or crossbow. crossbow. Yeah, crossbow. Look, crossbow. I, uh... Sorry, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take kinda, it. Kind of need the crossbow. <laughs> take it off your cold, dead body. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that crossbow Absolutely. and bolt. Yeah. You take the 20 bolts and you take the crossbow. Can it turn into a fish? Yeah, swim. Swim through. Swim through. How big are the holes? Speed. In the... About that big. Oh. Mm-hmm. A nice tight squeeze, my friend. Uh, that that doesn't that claustrophobia hate it. Uh huh. Going to retrieve Ooh. anything from the other side. Uh, hand heavier light. <laughs> I love it. Heavy. You need to be able to carry it back. Mm-hmm. Ooh. At least we could see. Are you saying this out loud or? I'm out loud. She's yeah, okay. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, 
we that could at least there. see what is over there with that. I, we, she would not be able to bring it back, but uh, <laughs> it would at least determine if we have to try to spend time moving these rocks. Depending on the size of whatever is there, she might be able to bring it back. I suppose so. Yes. Papers, maybe. Going to wild shape into... A weasel. Nice. <laughs> so he wanted. No, I thought you were gonna say spider. A spider would not be able to bring anything back. Mm -hmm. I guess not. Yeah. Uh, Weasels are thieves. Mm -hmm. That's well, true. Transform well. into a nice white weasel. A white brown weasel. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you guys see Retora here? <laughs> a boneless ferret. As a weasel. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a fox, but it's okay. Closest thing we got. We can pretend it's a weasel. Mm -hmm. I am not proficient in crossbow. Mm -hmm. and, uh, before she goes, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take my rope out of my bag. Unfurl a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hand the one end to the weasel. Yeah, it's up to the weasel. I will take one end of the... In your little weasel mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like a little ferret. <laughs> You know? Mm -hmm. Or like a stoat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I like the thought of being a stoat. <laughs> Arctic stoat. Stoats are so cute. So I know. Right? She's mm -hmm. stuck. <laughs> stoat? Good update. They're adorable. I'm googling it as we speak. Mm -hmm. And I'll start uh, Trying to find a weaselly way. hole? Yeah. Absolutely. Weasley land. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah. I will tell you that again, it's a uh, 5, 10, 15, 20-ish foot distance. Something that you'll absolutely, from your estimation, look like you'll be able to squeeze through. I will ask you to make a, a good old dexterity check, please. Yep. Right? <laughs> look at them! <laughs> <laughs> They're adorable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> it's like a weasel meerkat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good luck, Sarah. That's good. That's good. Dex? Correct. 19. Yeah. I'll tell you that you're able to, with the wonderful form of a stoat, kind of like slink and slither and wind your way through this passage. You feel the intensity of the rocks, uh, obviously kind of narrow in certain areas where it feels like they scratch ever so gently against the edges of your fur, like your shoulders and things like that. And I will say that you're able to get through... The entirety of the 20-foot passage with the 18. And you find yourself just kind of like... 19. 19. Sliding down the edges of these rocks as they conclude inside of this little mm -hmm. area. And I will tell you that as you stand in here... Do stoats have dark vision? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Very dark. Ever so dark. And it feels like you have only about 10 inches of sight in front of you with how dark it is out here. Oh. I do have a keen hearing and smell. You smell. Because <laughs> it's ever so silent in this room, the only noises that you would hear would be your friends outside. I will tell you that inside of this room, you smell... Uh, the familiar odor of tree bark, uh, obviously wood, 
and you would get the familiar odor of uh, what would be given off by iron, I guess. It's ever so dark in here, Sarah. <laughs> Only the few inches of sight. You still have your lantern? Yeah, upon seeing her get through, mm -hmm. I'm gonna point at the hole, like the path that she took, the most direct route, I guess, to see to the other end. Mm -hmm. And I would instruct Ethier to hold his light aloft to the hole, just to get whatever kind of light we can get in there. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that it's 20 bright, 20 dim, yep. the areas in which it kind of like, because you have a traditional bullseye lantern not or do you have I a hooded, hooded lantern hooded, yeah yeah if you leave that open i'll tell you that it will give you a very slight glimmer of hope behind you that cascades out for about five feet of dim light oh goodness only at the edge of the hole so you see your surroundings just within five feet of you you see what looks like maybe four or five small wooden crates and boxes uh, I'll tell you that because the the crates look like they are uh, cross-beamed, there are small little openings between them, uh, it looks like there are definitely pieces of equipment, various pieces of equipment and clothing, for what you would be able to just see in terms of the lining of fabrics and things of that nature. I can't, I don't smell anything besides like wood, anything organic, right? Like nothing... Nothing organic, nothing like foliage or herbs or other things like that. Or you any kind of... You just get the sensation of, like, bark. I'm gonna start just rifling through things. You wanna go through the first box that's right there? Yeah, go for this... this that one, right? Absolutely. Right there. I didn't come all this way to turn, turn around because it's nothing. dark. Absolutely. Uh, I will tell you that you're classified, what, as tiny in category or small? Yes, tiny. Tiny. I will tell you that you can climb up the little, you know, ridges between the gaps of the, the wood for this crate. It's only about, you know, maybe two and a half-ish feet, three-ish feet in height towards the height. Uh, the top of it, you're able to climb up and peer in. Very dark. Very, very dark. It looks like there are natural grooves in what would look like clothing. You would get a few gleams of what would look like polished, but now rusted silver or steel, as though a blade or something of the sort is very hard for you to discern. I have an idea. You're outside and don't know that this is happening, so as long as your idea is within reach, sure. It's not, not pertaining to, like, her looking through anything other than to give her more light. Sure. Because I have Ethier standing in front of the... Mm -hmm. In front of the hole. So I walk up to Ethier and go, um... And I'll cast light on one of the crossbow bolts. Mm-hmm. Right, I got this. All right. And I'm just gonna yeet it through the hole. <laughs> DJ, right. she carried this rope through. 
So we have a rope. We're an an for casting light. The other end. So. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do the thing. I like this. Nat twenty. It just nat twenty. It. Is there a crossbow? Or so just I'll tell you that there are other holes beyond the one that she went through with the rope. Sure. If you would like to try to look for a hole yeah. that gives you a decent, straight-on path as best as you can find. Sure. I'll ask you to make the investigation check for that first. Sure. I hadn't thought, oh! of, the I hadn't thought of the rope either. It's in that one. I was, just, I was <laughs> waiting for the I'll tell you that it feels like your straightest shot is the area that she went through with the rope. I'm gonna try it. Sure, absolutely. Uh, before you do that, yeah, <laughs> yeah roll the burnout on casting light. So I'm on a D8, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check it. I don't have it pulled up. I don't know. No, you don't. I'm gonna roll a D8 in the meantime. I don't think it's lower than a D8. Mm-hmm. Two. Okay. <laughs> what are you looking for? So I will ask you to make specifically a dexterity check because this is the equivalent of trying to like pinpoint a dart sure. a very narrow gap nine nine <laughs> okay i will tell you that because it was described to you as being about this wide mm-hmm. you're able to get your hand ever so slightly inside you see that it kind of bends upwards and kind of swirls in a little bit of a snaking pattern you're able to get it only about six to seven feet ahead of where your hand would conclude. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you maybe a foot sure. plus seven. So we'll say you'll get... 19 uh, inches? We'll say that you'll get about eight feet in to the hole. Okay, sure. I will tell you that you get a slight increase in terms of the presence of, again, bright light that now hits the edges of the rock where it feels like it kind of juts out (laughs) in a little bit of a cone-shaped projection almost to where it would kind of naturally funnel. Uh, And it feels like you now have a little bit more of a dim light within the area and you're capable of seeing... Some of the items inside of this crate in front of you. With my 19 that I rolled, Uh would I be able to go back and grab the crossbow bolt and take it back into the room? I will tell you, you would have to make the check again. That's a little scary. Mm -hmm. It's only 10 feet in. It's about half of the way there. I'll try and make do with the light that I have. Okay. Well. I saw him throw it. Uh-huh. And it only made it about halfway. Uh-huh. Or not even halfway, right? Yeah, I mean, you would be able to, like, look in and you'd see, you know, the, the light coming out of it as well. Because it is supposed to be filling the shape mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a 20-foot cube. So you would definitely see, you know, it concludes with bright light kind of at the hole. So the interior of this little uh, chasm... So we're getting look. the equivalent Correct. out the other end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, like, gonna talk into the hole. Light. Huh? Cast light. Yeah, I rolled my burner on it. Did you roll it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you find anything shiny, you can direct the light if you need to. 
sword in this box? <clears throat> it looks like a blade. It looks like it's amidst the grooves of cloth and pieces of clothing. Doesn't look like you see a hilt. Just the blade. Just a small blade, just a portion of it. You don't see the entirety of it. Would I be able to... You ever seen like a ferret carry something way bigger than it's supposed to be able to carry? <laughs> mm -hmm. Can I try to do that? Mm-hmm. You want to reach down in. With your little stoat hand. Let's see. Would you attempt to... How would you attempt to grab the blade? Is it... Does it look like sharp on both ends or like it's a one? It looks like sharp on both ends. And it looks like there is cloth coming over the lower portion of it. And what... You know, it looks like it's bisected. And it looks like you're seeing the center of this blade. So it looks like there is more of it that continues down and more of it that continues, obviously, in the straight line. And both edges look like they are currently covered in a cloth. Looks like probably a cloak or something along those lines. Again, it's dark. Can I try and grab, like, part of the cloth? Mm -hmm. And pull the blade out of the box? Absolutely. My little... little mouth. What is the strength score of a stoke? It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's minus four. Oh, what is the number? Three. It's not good. I if you straight up tell me I can't do it, I won't blame you. I will tell you, are you using your mouth or your hands? Mouth. I will tell you that you kind of like grip the edges of your feet against the wood and just <laughs> lean in. And as you go to bite, as you kind of get your mouth around the edges of the cloth, it feels like your teeth would only go through a portion of the blade, not to the entire other end. So, like, if I were to try to... Yeah. You would get what would feel like a fair distance across, but not be able to fully envelop. If you want to bite down onto the cloth and still attempt to elevate, I can tell you that you can attempt to do that. I will attempt to do that, but I'll do it pulling backwards so there's no chance of me mm -hmm. severing my face on the blade <laughs> just straight up like you know how like where it gets a little wider just try and like pull mm. it absolutely pull it there i will tell you with a strength score of three mm -hmm. because this is not that heavy despite it being kind of wider where you are biting you are able to pull it with the cloth and it feels like, as you extend yourself back, kind of becoming a little bit more upright, it feels like the cloth kind of tugs, as though the cloth is draped underneath, and that there are many things that are on top of the cloth. So what is giving you the resistance is the cloth itself, not necessarily the weight of the blade. Mm -hmm. So effectively, a tarp lining. <laughs> With the light shining through, is anything else in this room catching light? I would tell you that in the areas behind the crates, there would look like there are small portions of shining silver reflecting back at you. Amidst dark areas 
in the corners of the rooms. I will tell you, it looks like it is inside of something darker, and it looks like it's the thin striations of, like, veins. From where we are, it's been real quiet, right? Absolutely. You just hear, like, occasional shuffling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have another yeah. idea. Felix, we need your expertise. You want to yell out to him down the hallway? I'm assuming a significant amount of time has passed. Yeah, it would be like a minute or two. Okay, yeah, so I would have done... Um, Two things, because I'm assuming I would have heard him throw something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I look back at the group, kind of like, what the fuck are they doing? Mm -hmm. And as I look, go to turn, I want to look at the ceiling of this area that I just walked through. Sure. Uh, it looks like it maintains the same, like, 25 to 30-ish foot height. So your torch is above you. You would be able to see it conclude. It looks like it's intact. Okay. So it doesn't look like there's anything damaged, and it doesn't look like there's any webs or anything like that. You would just see small pockets of what would look to you like cobwebs in the corners just naturally formed through dust. Okay, and I would kind of start to step into this hallway. You mm -hmm. said about how far down is it? Like another 10 to 15 feet beyond what you have there, and it's a T-intersection. And then you said it looks like it's to the right would be the market. Correct. Okay, and then I would look at that ceiling as well, and the walls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same same appearance as though it is pretty continual, uh, and the same quality of stone. Uh, it looks like it's maintained the majority of its structural integrity, uh, and the ceilings inside of the hallways would only be about 15 feet in height, so it would look like it would kind of taper down inwards ever so slightly from where you are in this room. Okay, and no strange markings or anything like that? Uh, I'll ask you to make an investigation check. Okay. Nine. Nine? I'll tell you that it doesn't look like in the area where you are in the bright light for either of uh, your walls in that hallway or as you step toward the edge cresting at that T intersection, doesn't look like there's any strange markings or indentations in the stone or of the walls or in the ceiling. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Make uh, your way back? Yep. Cool. Yes, sir. Can I take the rope and attempt to tie it around? Yourself? This, no, the the blade. Uh, sure. I'll tell you that you would be able to do that if you remove. Well, you could do it at the area in which the blade is open and bisected by the cloth, or you could remove the blade from the cloth and see if there's more to this blade. You can just like peel the cloth back. I guess I'll peel the cloth back. Sure. You reach down with your little adorable stoat hand and so cute, right? Yeah, I'll tell you that uh, as you do it, you still get the same obvious, like, uh, lighter visualization of what would look like a, a small, uh, a, a very long pointed dagger. Mm -hmm. uh, how we kind of have, like, letter openers comparable mm -hmm. to that in terms of length. It just looks like it's got, like, a wider base and it definitively, like, tapers really harshly pointed inwards. You can see that it's got uh, a small, um, you know, decorative, like, nice gold-looking banded uh, mm -hmm. cross guard and a little, you know, wooden handle with a pommel at the end. Yeah, I'll wrap, wrap the... Yeah, and then just... Tie it around the... Where on the dagger would on, you like? On the, the cross guard. Sure. Weave it around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pull on the rope, try and pull it, pull it out of this box. Yeah, you pull it up and out of the box. Got this uh, little stout hanging on the lip of this box. 
a little dagger with a little rope. Do I feel a tug? Uh, <laughs> I would say that he's pulling in the direction of you. Yeah, it's probably not. It probably yeah, go mm-hmm. a little slack, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have. <laughs> I'm gonna press my shield against the hole. Okay. Well, before I do that, I'm gonna yell down the hole. If you need to get out, just knock. If you need to get out, just knock on my shield. So what are you doing? Press my shield against the hole in an effort to stop the light from coming out and reflect it back. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that you can block up the hole. Sure. <laughs> you would not have any indication if you are successful. <laughs> sure. You would definitely block up the hole and leave enough space for the rope to still continue outwards. Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you you're not going to get any additional light. That's fine. Perfect. <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm going to continue to be, like, a tiny vermin and just, like... So you have tied this dagger out of this rope. You are standing on the lid, the lip of the box, holding this dagger. What would you like to do with this rope? How big is the dagger compared to me? Uh... Like, am I holding or am I I dragging it, like, barely? It would be very heavy. You'd be, like, two-hand holding it, lightly shaking, where it would be... You know, if you're about this, probably in full length as a stoat, mm-hmm. it's like that. So, I mean, probably half, maybe slightly under the entirety of your length. Mm-hmm. You're here now? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put it over by the entrance. Like, I'll drag it over to the entrance uh, hole where the light's For where you out. came through? Yeah, mm-hmm. and just see if I can bounce some light off of it. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's blocked by a shield now, so <laughs> it would look like the entirety of this hole is filled, well, and it would look like it would kind of conclude at a dark point with an ever-so-small opening well, there's for still where the... the rope would come through. There's still the... Uh... She's saying the hole where he threw the crossbow bolt yeah. that had yeah. light on it in. That is the same hole that the rope is through, and that is the hole that you said you wanted to block. Correct. Correct. But it, it's... Yeah, it should be. Like you should, should see the reflective. The uh, glowing. If the entire thing. space is filled with the light, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're gonna, it's like sure. looking into a flashlight. Sure. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm, not, I'm trying to any light that's coming out. I'm trying to use the like put the dagger there so that bounces it bounces it off into the room. Oh, into your room. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you were trying to reflect light back into the flashlight. No, but... I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we trying to accomplish? I'm not trying to send like a weird Morse code. Or yeah, uh, like I was just like, uh, I don't know how to like fix that. <laughs> Before we start rolling refle- refle- reflections and mm-hmm. such, mm-hmm. I would instruct Nesgrim to move mm-hmm. and ask Felix, can you pick that up and put it in there? What are what are we doing? She needs light in the hole. What are you pointing at? The uh, the crossbow bolt, and then I'm gonna point. I'll lower my torch towards you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll lift the bolt and send it into the room. Thank mm-hmm. you. We need to keep moving. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There may be silver bark in here. That. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stotan. I can see. Right? Yeah, no, I'll tell you that you definitively are able to. Would you hold it aloft, like, in the room, or would you just yeet it into the room? That's a great question. What do we do? I don't know. Actually, yeah, kind of like yeeted in the room. Like, what are we doing? We gotta go. Here. What is the extent for you're able to go with the distance for your hand? Is it 30? Yes, I think it's 30 feet. Yeah, so yep. it would go like 10 feet into the room. So it would like hover aloft over you. Uh, and if you just like go and then release, it would hover like a few feet ahead of you into the center of the room. Everything would illuminate brilliantly with bright light. And uh, you said you would drop. Yeah, because I just yeet. Yeah, you just, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so you watch as this kind of like falls, but it's going to fill the entirety of this room with light. That's helpful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll just take the torch back and hover it behind myself. Absolutely. God, thank you. Uh, yeah, so I will ask you now, Sarah, to yes. roll for me uh, an investigation check. Make it a good one. Wisdom saving. That's next. Investigation? <laughs> yes, please. Oh. Make it a good one. Did I mention all mm-hmm. Uh, this this oh, is for the crate that's in front of you. To I'm going to resolve each of the things like <laughs> Individuals. Uh-huh. 17. 17. All right. Fantastic. If she is able to find anything and get it back to that opening, do you think you could do the same in reverse? I'm odd. Okay. Keep it going in there. Trips. Mm-hmm. Depending on what she's able to find. Mm-hmm. Sarah. Yes. Please roll for me a d20. Just a flat roll. 19. I don't know if that's good, bad. 19 vampires. 19 vampire spiders. No, she's blinded oh. now. <laughs> uh, I will tell you that in the crate in front of you, it looks like there are change team <laughs> series of small uh, little ornamental like statues what would look like valuable pieces of uh, different you know compositions of small metals like copper uh, definitely decorative some would have small like you know pinpoint size like framings of jewelry for descriptions of like uh, various pieces of art mm-hmm. uh, as well in there you would see <laughs> Really glad that this is here. A small, ornately decorated little wand with kind of twisted banding around the handle, like bark banding around the handle. Does it look familiar, John? To Sarah or to. To Ritora. To Ritora. I will permit you the history check based exclusively on what your parents did. I will tell you it looks like it is a magically enchanted wand and not one that you are familiar with ones that your parents would have produced. But it definitely looks like it is a finely crafted magical wand. As I find... (laughs) (laughs) It's just fireball and she does it out. (laughs) Oh my god! Did you find everything? The world is like... Some of these smaller <laughs> items. Yes. I'm just going to 
start like again i just think of how ferrets like stash things just start yeah. like shoving them into the yeah. <laughs> in a trash pile <laughs> i will tell you that definitively you are able to get the pieces of uh, statues mm-hmm. that there are, uh, because you rolled really well, that there are eight of them. <laughs> that there are eight small little different ornamental statues and other pieces of jewelry that are definitely worth a fair amount of money. <laughs> you are going to begin just fucking just stoke jamming each of these, Felix. <laughs> yeah. I see you shinies. Are, you see shiny, you want to <laughs> yeah, give him the torch slums. and begin to start moving these things back through. Mm-hmm. Pull cool. on through. Yeah. You guys get eight uh, small uh, art statuettes, uh, pieces of wonderful value. Are there any of them distinct or, you know, depict uh, anything? Are they just statues of, like, of lone things? or They would look like small statues of lone things. They would look like they are ornamental decorations of like things of... Uh, uh, you know, various, like, little small dwarven statues of, like, maybe a man with, like, uh, you know, saying, like, hello. Like, he's just waving. Okay, there like, isn't, like, someone being choked out by tentacles. No, no, no. They look like these are ominous, mischievous. <laughs> one of them's drinking a soul. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Little bag bags, um, like, two little, 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 little apples made of mm-hmm. gems. Yeah. Oh, Toasting. Little, one of them could be like a yeah, like little dwarves toasting mugs. One could just be like a little statuette, like of a flagon. Things along those natures, but no, nothing that looks collection. like they are. Oh, very nice. Malicious, malevolent, evil, twisted. Nothing for me being cruel. It's just small art objects are really fucking annoying. But there would absolutely be many valuables inside of this particular area in the storage room. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to do that with the small wand? Yes. The wand as well would be able to fit. You would be able to grab and pull the wand out through as well. Mm-hmm. That looks like it is everything inside of this first crate here. Mm-hmm. What would you like to move on to next? I'll, there's I'll just... another crate. It looks like there are a couple of small piles. Now that everything in here is illuminated, it looks like there are piles of what look like silver and gold pieces. Uh, it looks like there are a couple that look like they are stashed against the wall, kind of draped over by a cloak. What would look like with the indentations, probably pieces of armor or, again, pieces of equipment. I don't know, because we haven't rolled yet, so mm-hmm. I don't want to give too much of it. Yeah. You yeah. see a javelin, and then it's like, roll. No, you didn't. Just kidding. <laughs> There's shit in here. Oh, we um, found the bathroom. Right? <laughs> Thank you, Dom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to, I guess, just kind of work my way. Clockwise? Sure. Or counterclockwise, technically. Correct. Clockwise for you. Count. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess for you. It's... Yep. Yeah, so we'll go to what looked like a small pile of chests. Uh, it looked like there are... Clockwise. Hmm? <laughs> Never mind. You're, <laughs> you're going that way. Clockwise for him would be that way. We're still... It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. Sure. <laughs> chests, investigation. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that they're open. It's just... Yep. I am in full... I'm going to ask you to roll three investigation checks. I'm in full thieving Yeah, mode. 100%. We're going to get all the shit in here. I hope. Ooh, I just want it to be good shit. That's why we're rolling for this. So, if you want to go in order, mm-hmm. my flower nice. dice, mm-hmm. my purple and blue, and okay. then Zephira. Very good. <laughs> Five. Eighteen. Nine. That's flat. I don't have any okay. bonus. Okay. Uh, for the five, roll me a d20. Six. Six. Okay. Cool. 
uh, you'll find four more of the small little statuettes, and I'll tell you that you find two little small vials with red liquid in it flowing around. You would know that they're healing potions. <laughs> That's really loud, actually. Mm-hmm. Sending them on through. Mm-hmm. My literal bone. <laughs> For the 18, roll me a d20. Nine. <laughs> Smash them together before How many healing potions? Oh, God. All right. It's a gun. I don't know if it's a good or a bad. 87. Give me a gun. <laughs> you see a decorative... A decorative uh, set in like a, a, a small little kind of like golden tray. What would look like a shining, uh, brilliantly opalescent pearl kind of resting on this. As well as what would look like a small little, uh, about yay sized, uh, with a, a small silver chain around it. it would look like a whistle. <laughs> Narrowing towards a point. How fun! Mm-hmm. Just pack them in. <laughs> <laughs> a whistle. Uh huh. First, it's just a death whistle. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll float like one a... of the potions. Who's mm-hmm. bloody here? <laughs> float potions over to each of these mm-hmm. guys, one mm-hmm. to each, and then how many potions was it total? Two. Two. Just enough. Oh, it's just two? Okay, so. Mm-hmm. And then you said a gold dish and a pearl? Uh, the pearl is uh, embedded into, like, the gold dish. It, like, houses it. It's small. Pearl. Like, the dish is like that, and the pearl is okay. that mm. sized. And what was the other thing? A small a whistle. little whistle. Whistle. I'm just going to float that around my neck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it golden, silver? Silver. Silver? Great. Uh-huh. Perfect. Uh-huh. And then the nine. Uh... The nine is too low. I'll tell you that you get one more healing potion and three more of the small little pieces of art objects. (laughs) So many statues. Yeah, you're just sliding all these valuable... (laughs) The art closet. Like, they're not all statues. A lot of them are supposed to be just, like, ornamental, like, lever openers and daggers Mm -hmm. where they're not actually used for combat. Just, like, pretty things. Yes, yeah. Like, one of the examples (laughs) they give is it's, like, a fucking, like, jeweled (laughs) comb. And it's, like, that's... Sure. Fine. That's something that you, you pass by in the shop and you're like, that's pretty, and you buy yep. and you're like, why did I buy this? <laughs> yep. That is it for those chests. Mm-hmm. The next thing would be the pile of what would look like it's got uh, equipment and things like that, and I will ask you to make two D20s there. I'm going to pop my healing potion. Sure. Uh, 2D4 plus 2. That's a 5 and a 4. Woof. Same. Right. I'm no longer bloody. Five and a four. Damn it. <laughs> Somehow, amidst all this, I guess that the uh, accumulation for what would look like it's the height of it, uh, we'll say it's another four of the small little art objects. And then you find two little satchels of what look like they contain... Um, Dust of some kind of <laughs> weird substance. Does it have a smell? Uh, 
No, it's very <laughs> sealed by the velvet bags that it's inside. <laughs> it's the TikToks where the guy pulls out the credit card, slams it on yeah, the yeah. table. Give me my side points back. Give me my side points back. You said there's two, <laughs> two sacks of that? Yeah. It's two sacks? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. They look like they're different ones. Two sacks of dust, different Plus dust. Two. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that there's a small dwarven rune on it that looks like it gives it a name, but you don't read dwarven. <laughs> I'll tell you as you pull it out, one says dry, one says disappear. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> one says dry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dry, and then the other one says disappear? Take disappear. a pinch and throw it up in the air. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, it'll be good. Again. Not again, please. Those are going to the personal sack. And, uh, <laughs> you said, how many of the other ornamental things were there with that you said? And that one, I think I said four. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's what I thought. Four? Wait, hold on. So we have eight, three, and four? Sure. No. No, eight, four, We have four. eight, seven, and four now. Where's seven? Seven? Yeah, we had four, I then we had that. three, oh, and then we had geez. another four. Another three. So now we're at eight, seven, four, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing math. Seven. Mm-hmm. I have wrote down eight and three. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. That's on you guys. <laughs> like, uh, sure. Uh, the next pile of what looks like coins or the armor doesn't really matter. Coins, I guess. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll ask you to roll the d twenty. Four. Four. Cool. Uh, I will tell you that amidst this pile, there is uh, an accumulation of. Uh, uh, 30 gold pieces and 50 silver. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just one coin <laughs> at a time. I'll just like use man Just like <laughs> jam a pile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you're pulling shit out, I'll like I'll grab it out of the air and put it on the table so we can lay out everything. Yeah. We please get. write down the amount of gold that we've gotten so far because I didn't write down any of it. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of these items just coming out like one at a time. Like, mm-hmm. What on earth? Mm-hmm. How many uh, silver? Yeah, next pile 50. of things. 50. Two more d20s, please. Two fifteens, actually. Look at you rolling double twice tonight. Yeah. Now. It's really I mean, easy because they're flat rolls. Sure. I have no no bonus to investigation. Uh, all right. Somehow again, amidst this pile of what Are looked like it was statues? armor. <laughs> it's no. Uh, yeah, we'll say that there's four more statues, and that's why, it looks no! like it's, that's why it looks like it's jammed up into a corner. Well, at this point, it's on you. You find two weird-looking bundles of rope that you definitely know are magical because your parents made magic items. I don't think your parents would know what these ropes do unless they use these in their spare time. <laughs> in, in private fashion, one could say. Two magic ropes. <laughs> Is it fuzzy? No. <laughs> it's not fuzzy, it's velvet. Yeah, it's velvet. Ooh. It's Silk definitely line. smooth to the touch rope. Silk lined. <laughs> Alright, so two magic private ropes. One of, them, one of them is silk, the other is leather. Two magic rope. Private. So as as I pull out these right. ropes, what color and what do they look like? I guess they just... definitely are black velvet lined ropes. They look real kinky. Ropes mm-hmm. or yeah, rope, rope. <laughs> definitely got the banding of ropes. It's just really smooth. <laughs> are they whips? Are they ropes? <laughs> They're ropes. Okay, fifty feet. Oh. Happy time rope. <laughs> so, so I guess with, with the, the this is the old choke corner. I guess. <laughs> 
I was hurt to feel about this leg coming up. It's my last day on Earth at Felfoth, and I'm going to enjoy it. That's why the giant needed two roasts. Rubble! So there's no markings on them? No, no dwarven markings for the choke. Was there anything on the wand? The choke group? No, the wand would not have a marking either. Okay. The dust, it's because, like, they need to categorically separate which dust, because they're the same <laughs> They didn't want to use the wrong one. Yeah, they didn't want to use the wrong <laughs> They had the dust off choking, and they got <laughs> choke right. I'm going to get away from you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see this. <laughs> so dry. Oh, good lord. I gave them a, a bag of that in Orphago, right? right? And Kel immediately was like, I take a handful and throw it in the air. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. I almost died. Uh-huh. Yep. One round from death. Same. Yep. And that was a intense following an intense encounter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a great time. Uh, yeah, and then Sarah, I will have you do the pile of wood, and we'll see how much silver bark you get. <laughs> Roll a hot d twenty, please. Zephyrotice? No. Yeah. Please no. Do the ties. Come on. Don't do it. Yeah. Very good. Hell yeah. I will tell you. Where it matters. I will tell you. It was not the Zephyra dice. That it, yes, good! <laughs> that amidst all the fragmented pieces of wood, you are able to procure several long, thin strands of the bark with the silver still embedded in it. Mm. Uh, I will tell you that you're a stoat, and because things for you... Because you can only lift so much, I guess you would have a better internal intuitive nature of like how much a thing weighs. I'll tell you that you definitely get eight ounces of silver bark. Nice. I'll record that. Cool. You got it? Yeah. Yep. Got it on yeah, my they look like they're list. long thin strips <laughs> where it's the striations like the vein of the silver inside of the bark. Yep. I'll just grab one Take end of each picks. of them and start dragging them over. Yep. Oh my god. I'm glad you not 20 on that one. I would have mm. felt really bad if we had to like Super hard dig for silver bark because we rolled badly there. Uh, and then there is one more crate. Oh. And I will ask you to make three more d20s for the crate. And this will be our last set of stuff. How many ornamental statues will be in the Dude, box? I fucking hope. <laughs> 20 more. We're at 23 <laughs> now, so. That's a 7. God, we're not going to be able to pawn these fucking things. A 13 and a 3. Guess which like one gave me the three? The Zephyra? <laughs> <laughs> cool. That die cool. hates you. My uh, sweet, useless character. I love her so much. Sarah, yes. four more healing potions. Nice. And ten more art a- artifacts. <laughs> art objects. Ten more. <laughs> Why do you what, hate what, me, Joe? <laughs> what was the first thing you said? Four more healing potions. Oh, good. Okay. And then yes, ten have, more art we have objects. five, so... Alright, Glenn, how many... Uh, since you're been diligently keeping track. <laughs> we have 33. <laughs> to your god. Oof. We're not going to be able to take I all hope they're Sarah. worth something. That's, that's not true. You find a small golden ring that looks like it is embedded uh, encrusted with small little light blue gems. Burn it. <laughs> Burn it! Hate it already. It looks like they're just embedded you know, uh, interspaced uh, around the banding on the edges of this ring. Uh, mm-hmm. They look like they're pretty light blue gems. Uh, your parents would have sold gem-encrusted things. Uh, I'll tell you that they look like they are tourmaline gems. Ooh. Nice little pretty blue gems. Eat that one back through. 
I'll, I'll carry that one through. Very Assuming good. that I'm, there's nothing left to look at in this room. Nope, that is it. So you bring my crossbow bolt out with you. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. that thing. You don't have to. I can I can sacrifice a crossbow <sighs> bolt. How many do you have? Twenty. Nineteen now. You have a crossbow? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna drink another one of the healing <laughs> potions. You're gonna you're gonna take. I'm still bloody too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I just throw them super hard. Now we have four. That's better. I think we have two now. Yep. Because there were five total. They used. They each used one. There were five after, after they used. Oh, really? There were seven total. Oh. While you guys resolve your healing potions and get our stowed out of this hole, <laughs> and we figure out how many art objects I just gave you. Thirty some odd. Thirty three. Cool. That's fine. <laughs> and you tied that dagger off on the end of the rope, right? Yeah. Okay, you made it out of the hole fine because the DM's not here. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll split up the gold and silver. It's a sure. Yes. I'll tell you that I don't want any of the silver. So since there's fifty, you each could just have ten because I don't fucking want it. <laughs> so sure. I'm just, I'm just gonna That's take my fine. five gold. I'll fight you. So we get five gold, ten silver. Yep. And I'm just gonna take five gold because I genuinely don't want it. Beautiful. Oh, not Electrum. So I'm I'm now at nine gold. Nine also, gold. Also, D and D Beyond now tells you how much total currency you have. Look at that! Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Click yeah, on it. Yeah. Some bitch. We're pretty rich now, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to lay out my army men on the table. <laughs> I'm no longer bloodied. I'm still not great, but I am no longer bloodied. That's on That's brand. good. Yes. Just imagining it's actually just like assortment of those characters from the like Christmas villages. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just an entire Christmas village they, like, of dwarves. They just like move a little bit. <laughs> they called like snow babies and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the little ones on the sleds. Those precious moments. Uh-huh. But they're yep. all dwarven men. <laughs> yeah. Naturally. It'd be you, great. That would be amazing. <laughs> it's the same head on every single person. <laughs> here I am playing hopscotch, and here I am sledding. <laughs> John, do the ornamental statue say the bank box collection on the bottom? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, I just want one with a dwarven man in a suit holding two diamonds with his hair slicked back. You know, yeah. do they say like because he holds Don? <laughs> do they have like numbers on the bottom like like eight of three hundred? Yeah, yeah. We'll say that uh, each one says one no. out of thirty-three. You guys have unique ones, and you have thirty-three in total. Yep. We'll say that you guys have uh, numbers one through thirty-three, and we'll say that there is a total collection of. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Seven hundred eighty-one. <laughs> Get back in the hole. <laughs> you specifically, have one through thirty-three, and it says you know thirty-two out of seven eighty-one. Does it really? Yep. Seven hundred eighty-one. Can I lift the here. ferret back up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Keep going through them. I swear, if we have all of them, it'll do something. <laughs> If you mm-hmm. if you lift me with mage hand, I'll just be like walking, but like adorably. I'm not gonna lift you. Like walking on air. Just... I'm not gonna lift you. You're fine. I'm sorry about that very specific number. It's fine though. Sure. Alright, guys, it's time for us to go be the very best. Like no one ever was. Yep. Ba, 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 ba. So we're pulling Dwarf the dagger. <laughs> pulling the dagger through. Mm-hmm. I'm carrying the ring. Sure. <laughs> it sells itself. <sighs> Ooh. 
guys want to do? You guys are all it? standing oh. here. Yeah. As soon as she's popped cool. back through, I'm gonna go ahead and pull my rope back with its Absolutely. brand new knife on the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was productive. Mm-hmm. Very. I feel significantly better. Good. Good. Everything. Continue, Don. I'm just gonna gesture at all the silver bark. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of hold up my ring. Everything's out on the table at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Just gonna accept the whistle. All the guys back into a bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nesgrim, could you take out the herb sack, please? Sure, one second. Then I'm gonna rifle through things mm-hmm. until I find the herb sack. Sure. I'm put the silver bark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you that obviously it, it's eight ounces. So I mean, don't worry about tracking that. Uh, I'll tell you how many art objects did you get? Thirty-three. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that it weighs three pounds. So just add something in your thing that weighs three pounds. Gotcha. That's fine. And I have tracked how much we have of that. Good. Cool. On my my herb chart. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna check out my new knife. Mm-hmm. Looks like a nice knife. You said it's a wood handle, right? Mm-hmm. With a very deep taper. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like it. Perfect for killing that scrims. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all are standing here. Is there right. anything up the way? No, looks like it leads back t- t- to the market. And path forward. Better so. than backtracking through the market? Yes. We should head that way, I think. up this weasel mm-hmm. <laughs> shoulder weasel mm-hmm. which way are we deciding to go that way this way mm-hmm. yeah, you guys have several paths that yeah. have been because there was the doorway in the other correct going back that way mm-hmm. yeah you guys back in the area that you came there was another passageway heading southwards you guys back in the market district we took the passage south to get to here that was in the center of the market area there was another passageway what would be the northeast mm-hmm. for you guys mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys want to go to that if you want to go south or if you want to go to the t intersection and then come south it seems as though there was the brewer's paintings in the other room perhaps yes. whatever they were brewing was further down in that direction that room did seem important. Perhaps we should, at the very least, take a look. And that's back towards the market. And then come back this way. Mm-hmm. If we do, we sh- should be quick. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Of course. And thank you again for your assistance there. Just look at you strangely and nod. Mm-hmm. Little statue. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty I'm gonna cool. look at Nesgrim. See, see, touched. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually. Mm. <laughs> I just think they're neat. <laughs> <laughs> How many of them did you find? Thirty-three. I need more. All of a sudden. <laughs> That's not all of them. I hold up the one with the dwarven man in the suit and the diamond hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like this one. Cry. You're gonna break up my set. He holds. <laughs> what number is the dwarven man in the suit with the diamond hands? You said you had 32? 33. I got thir- there's 33, 33 in total, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would have 32 now. Mm-hmm. So which one is that? The diamond boy? Yeah. 33. 
Mm. That is number 33. Mm-hmm. It's been holding for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many years. Right? Yeah, I don't know what direction you guys want to go. You know, the three paths. Back the way we came? Yes. To the one extending south from the brewer area? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. South from where the other uh, shadow elemental was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so we walk back, obviously, in the direction that we just came. Mm-hmm. Uh, the passageway that extends south. Uh, looks like it would be slightly beyond uh, what would be halfway through the entirety of this room. Uh, looks like it's a pretty still intact, uh, narrow-ish hallway uh, compared to like the open expanse for what you guys have here, but it's 10 feet wide. Uh, and it looks like it extends about 40 feet southwards as you guys would come to the opening of the hallway. And it looks like it opens up into a large room. I will tell you that as you guys, uh, especially for the people that ideally would be towards the front that would have light with the torch you would be able to see that the hallway itself looks like it's still in pretty nice condition uh comparable paul to the hallway that you looked at for the t intersection okay uh so like no real indentations for the collapsing in of any of the walls structural integrity is still pretty good here and it's 15 foot high ceilings uh i'll tell you that since you're able to see pretty much the entirety of that and the opening up into the room um Glenn, make me a perception check, please, with advantage for smell. You got it. It's going to be a 17. 17. I will tell you that ahead, southbound, you would get the incredibly strong... (laughs) That's a... Yeah, I... (laughs) That's a head. That's a head. (laughs) Heading southbound. Mm -hmm. You would get the incredibly strong, lustrous odors of various perfumes mixing together. Mm. Oh, God. So, like... It's Macy's. Like, yeah, like, real, <laughs> real fruity stuff. Like, you would get, like, berries. You would get things that are a little bit more savory. Uh, but, yeah, definitely the odors of perfumes and colognes and other things like that feel pretty present and powerful. Mm-hmm. As you guys would be, again, at the opening of the hallway, looking through the hallway into the opening of the room. Uh, you wouldn't really see much just in the immediate vicinity for what be your vision extending out. It just looks like it opens up into a pretty large room. Is it a very strong smell of perfume? Yeah. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and take my bandana out so I can cover up my nose. Sure. Because I don't want to burn my nostrils. Hmm? Um, Ten foot wide highway. Hallway. Almost said highway. <laughs> highway. Oh, no. Southbound on the ten foot wide highway. Get it? Southbound. Horse wagon. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, a real shagging wagon. <laughs> He's a shaggy guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to okay. see my his friends use the shag in mind, right? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to see my miniature collection? That I made? <laughs> I've got 33. 32. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little too close to home. <laughs> Get in, loser. <laughs> Get yeah. in, loser. We're going shagging. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm going to use this. <laughs> So between his lantern and his torch, Mm -hmm. 20 bright, 20 dim, and then you have 60 dark extending out from the dim. Yeah, gonna just continue forward. Um, I'm gonna have gonna go ahead and take my uh my long my not my moon touch the other Mm -hmm. long sword out. 
Just be ready, because things pop out of the dark here. Yeah. Who would walk side by side? If nobody will volunteer, Rira would happily do so. I think if I saw Vorst walking away, I'd walk with you. Hmm? Sure. Yeah. It's very nice. Right? Get it, loser. We're going stabbing. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that you guys uh, begin to make your way through this hallway. Uh, as you get about halfway through, obviously you would get a better uh, peripheral view extending out for a conical view of this room. I'll tell you that as you're making your way, it definitely looks like it opens up into a large rectangular shape. Uh, in the areas around for what you can see on the ground, uh, it looks like there are cluttered, fragmented pieces of what would be, to you, broken instruments. Uh, so, like, you would see a broken lyre. You would see, you know, maybe, like, a cracked-in-half, like, flute. <laughs> uh, you would see probably, like, a couple of uh, guitars and a big pile of drums. Uh, big old drum pile. <laughs> Towards, like, the center area of this room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you still get the strong odor of perfume, and as you, you know, doesn't doesn't seem like there's any movement or anything odd or suspicious about this, as you make your way towards the opening of the hallway to be able to give yourself the views along the walls that you would be walking against, uh, you would see that heading to your left as we're walking southwards, uh, you would see it kind of tapers off into a small hallway, kind of like sequestered behind some uh, I'll, I'll indicate them as, you know, how we have the, the the interim walls for, like, booths, like stalls and things like that. Like, little cubby-cornered, small areas uh, with numbers on them. Uh, dwarvish numbers, one through six. Uh, and it looks like in the center of them it's bisected, and there's a small hallway that extends back behind door number three. Uh, <laughs> What's behind door number three? A gun. I mean, it depends on if you want to actually explore what's behind the doors. That's totally your decision. I'm just going to say that door number three is currently open. The other doors are currently closed. Uh, just wooden. Uh, it looks like they're kind of, uh, again, like the size of a fucking porta potty. Like, I don't know a better way to, to give the description, or like in terms of dimensions, of like these look like sure. stalls that are blanketed into a corner of this room as though they open to additional things behind them specifically. Uh, and I will tell you, south, along the far edge of the the long wall, the room itself looks like it's about 100 feet in length uh, along the south wall. And at that wall, in the center portion of it, you can see, once more, akin to the market, a stage. However, this stage is not wood constructed. It is inlaid stone that ascends mm -hmm. upwards. So about three stones up to an elongated platform. Looks like it's continuous, so it doesn't look like there are pillars ascending above. It looks like it is just a complete kind of stage. Uh, and on the stage, I'll tell you that you can see in your vision uh, what would look like, in the center of it, a large pulpit-style podium. And again, a book. Kind of ever so gently closed, currently, <laughs> on the top of said podium. Float. It's just... <laughs> big room, big stage, bunch of instruments. Nothing else really looks like it's on the stage. It looks like behind the stage there are definitely, definitely uh, depictions of various scenes of dwarven actors performing different wonderful plays atop this stage. 
So you would see like Dwarven Hamlet with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> so like classical productions of plays. A dwarf with a skull, you see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, uh-huh. no, Talking to it? Talking to a skull. I'll have you know that was my artistic performance oh, the no. entire time. Uh-huh. There are only dwarves in these paintings, right? Correct. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was always about Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would I would check out the stalls, <laughs> like the, the doors. Where they've got the like porta potty. Okay, there's number one, number two, number three is open, number four, number five, and number six. I would go to the open one and just not walk into it, but like look, look as far <laughs> into it as I can. Cool. I will tell you that as you approach number three and look back behind it, uh, it looks as though it's a small hallway that extends about 10 feet back. It's five feet wide, and it looks like it opens up into a small square room with a luxurious looking bed inside. Who has the ropes? <laughs> Get in here! I'll tell you that you just feel a really gruff, heavy hand on your shoulder and a panting breath in your ear. Hey. No, Rirda. <laughs> I didn't say anything. What's up, Rirda? That's a nice bed, dude. Sure is. Do you want to see if it feels soft? Nope. What do you mean? It looks soft. But what if it's really soft? You can go test it. I can? If you'd like, sure. But you don't want to... There's a door. <laughs> sure, there's a door. We're going to leave that open. We're going to leave the door open for him? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And he just starts shuffling behind you towards this open hole. And just slides his way on back and just like yeets right up onto the bed. Just like claps his cheeks right on the bed. Just bonk. (laughs) This is a great bed, dude. I bet. I really like dwarven ruins. <laughs> sure, maybe you can bring it with us. The bed? Yeah. Just kind of like steps off it really quickly and oh. just like tries to lift it and like totally can. I don't know if it's gonna fit like this. <laughs> he folds it in half. <laughs> now it'll work. Perfect. Dude, you gotta move aside. I don't want to hit you. <laughs> and I'll back out. Yeah, you just shuffle aside. You guys see Rita just shuffle this broken bed out. Is it like wood frame? Yep, <laughs> just splinter down. Well, it's a really nice bed. It is a nice bed. <laughs> just kind of like. Does anyone have a bed? Goes to place it down and just like flops it back open. <laughs> You can see that it just like clearly dips in the center. Nezgrim, that's perfect for you. Why is that perfect? You can just get in the hole. <laughs> it's like the softest spot, dude. Reardon, I know you want me to get in the hole. Yeah. But no. If I get into that bed, I'm not coming back out. <laughs> I'll be forever changed. Maybe when we get out of the ruins. Maybe when we get out of here. I'm going to leave the bed here and get it on the way out. I don't want to carry a bed around. That's sure. I'm already kind of tired. Yeah, I'm sure. Was there anything under the bed? I didn't fucking look. How did I look under the bed? Walk with me. Let's go look and see. 
I guess, I guess we don't need the bet. That's fine. <laughs> Starts happily grinning ear to ear, walking back over down this hallway. We'll walk back in and walk in. Yeah, I'll tell you that under the bed, it looks like there's a, a small little, uh, you know, uh, wooden shaped, or uh, rectangular shaped wooden box. Popping that bad boy open. <laughs> <laughs> no question there. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll tell you that uh, it looks like it's, you know, about yay big. Sure. And you, you know, crack that lid open on the side, flip it open, uh, and you just see... Mamma uh, mia. <laughs> Mamma mia. Yeah, I'll just say that you find, uh, you know, a, a, a phallic-looking stone object. <laughs> <laughs> and beneath, beneath the tip, there's ten pieces of silver. <laughs> Uh, it's not obsidian. I'll tell you, it looks like it's you know nicely polished though. <laughs> it's got a good groove to it. Yeah, I'll tell you, it looks like there are probably some <laughs> some signs of usage. <laughs> I'm just gonna pick it up. <laughs> the found a cylinder. <laughs> I found my new weapon! <laughs> and I'm just gonna point it at Reardon. <laughs> Reardon just looks at it and kinda cackles. That's small. <laughs> oh, my chest hurts! On <laughs> guard! <laughs> 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 Like, like. <laughs> I don't want to break it for you, dude. DJ, you're sending mixed signals. <laughs> I have no idea how that feels. Or not. I'm just gonna go ahead and close the door. <laughs> you just hear that? <laughs> we can leave the room oh. if you want. Hey, somebody help me put the bed up against the door. <laughs> I'm gonna take the I, I go to help you with the bed. I actually am just. <laughs> what did you say? I take the ten silver. Uh huh. And then I'm gonna walk out with my new friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, friend. not because we're blocking the door. Yeah, I'll tell you that you you go towards the door and you like push on the the obvious oh. handle to push the door out and get out. Uh, yeah, it, there, there feels like there's some oh. resistance against the door. I force my way through. Uh, yeah, I'll ask you to make a strength check. Uh, yeah. Nat 20! I'll ask you guys to also make... Uh, I would probably say it'll be better for you to help and let him have advantage. You got it. Just because your strength score is so low. So it's low. Good. <laughs> he will succeed. Uh-huh. Can I, in turn, when I feel him shove, uh -huh. and I know he's... Can I just... 
I will ask you guys to make contested initiative checks. Okay. Yeah, yes. He's going to fall on his sword, so to speak. <laughs> <It's just never. laughs> oh, Lord, oh, no! <laughs> Oops! <laughs> I tripped, Reardon. Like the Joker in a pencil. Yep. Face down. Uh-huh. Uh, seven. Seven. Six. Damn. Damn it. Yes! I will tell you that you slightly start to open the door. He is so strong that he just breaks through almost instantaneously. I'm going to say that the door just breaks off the fucking hinges. The door just, like, slaps off to the side, clashes down onto the ground. The bed just, like, further breaks even more as you just, like, stomp through the bed to get the fuck out. And Reard is just like... Nice. I'm gonna hold it in the air. Yeah, Look what are. I found. <laughs> I'm gonna point at that confused. Uh, and be like, what? what? Why do you oh. have that in this room? <clears throat> I found it. <laughs> Great. Why did not? Why did you not leave it? Some sort of stone wand. <laughs> what it appears to be. Yes. Yeah, Bruta just starts walking out as well. Nice. Thank God I'm a stone. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> does anyone need this? <laughs> no. No. Finders keepers. Hey, that's yours. I don't want it. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have picked it up. Yeah. Wanted to see if anyone else wanted it. You own it now. I'm just yeah. going to toss it on the bed. Make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Did you give it to the cursed dildo? He sure might have. Wisdom saving <laughs> It's the cursed dildo that gets you every time. 22. 22? <laughs> I'll tell you that you look at it. And as you go to throw it, something in you just like dark <laughs> animal awakens, <laughs> and in fear you throw it away. <laughs> I don't like the man I've become. <laughs> yeah, you just hear the stone just crack crash against the stone floor here. I'll tell you, it doesn't break. Sturdy. Do we want to check the other rooms? I'm going to walk towards the podium. Okay. Yeah, the last Harry Potter novel, Harry Potter and the Cursed Dildo. Did you get me with a cursed dildo? Every time. Can we add that quote, please? Oh my god, please. Did you get me with a cursed dildo? Yeah. Uh, You want to go towards the podium? Yes. Okay. Are you away from this situation? Yeah. Can you guess what you find in the podium? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Cursed uh, Dildo. It's a uh, piano, but all classic. the keys. It's a classic, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you that, uh, you know, it looks like it's only about a five-ish foot elevation aloft the three steps. Podium is, you know, maybe only three to four feet inlaid from the front of the stage. Uh, if you want to send the steps and look at the book on the podium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you that the... Uh, the title of the book, since you can read Dwarfish, is The Last Light of Dumar. And I will tell you that as you look at said book, all of you else in the surrounding area who would <clears throat> see Felix ascending the podium immediately see a scene begin to manifest in front of you on this stage. And you see two dwarven men clad in beautiful shining silver plate mail standing next to each other, both looking aloft towards the ceiling. 
and I will tell you <clears throat> that at their feet, littered across the ground around them, amidst what would look to you all, still, I will definitively tell you it's obviously illusory, but it is going to have, because of the details of the spell, it has color, it has sound, it has the entirety of the projection of what would look like a true and full, magnificent, real image. Despite Felix standing only a few feet in front of it and it being around him, that amidst the areas on the ground, you can see at the heights of the, the, or sorry, at the base of the stone platform here at the stage, you can see wafting around these two dwarven men standing here, the rippling, roiling snows that look as though they're being picked up by winds variously around them, and at their feet, surrounding them, all through this this wasteland are the corpses of dozens of dwarves still smoldering with thin trails of black wispy smoke ascending out from their bodies. The snow begins to fall ever so lightly down around these two dwarven men as they stand here together. You can see obviously behind them what would look like a great backdrop in a distance a forest still living with beautiful white pine needles and silver bark shining behind them. And then a great darkness casts a shadow over them. And you hear the voice of Balor echo out in this area. And when Durgand towards his brother to ask if the child was still safe. And we will end there. Oh. Friends, thank you very much for watching tonight. <clears throat> we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, Volpix, thank you for the gifted subs this evening, uh, as well as David R. Haley for the follow. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we appreciate you all very much. Uh, if you're new here, make sure you follow us. You can find us again. Uh, we're live three times a week for D&D, except for this week uh, and some weeks. It just kind of happened. Uh, but we'll be live next on Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time for The Lost Kings of Adorus. Uh, and then we will not be live on Sunday for Orvigo. Uh, and then we'll be back next Tuesday for the city of Oshwamp. So, yeah, we'll see you guys on Friday. Thank you guys very much for watching, and see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.